0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. And... Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, so here we are, uh, and uh, sitting in front of us are the, the best donuts we have in the house. Awesome. Glazed,
0: iced. I like those cinnamon twists
1: Cinnamon twists are nice, too. That and apple fritters. But we're going to try not to eat any of them the entire show. That's torture. A, it's Lent. B, it's very tempting, isn't it, to it have those tempting. things out, and, and I'm going to dangle them in front of you.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and that makes me a cruel person. C- can I Can I sniff? Nope. <laughs> well, you know, you can... No, Actually... You,
0: you can smell them from here, man.
1: Yeah, but nobody wants to eat a donut that you have sniffed, right? It's just there's something about that. No one wants that, so you've really ruined it at that point. Yeah. You know? So we're
0: going to give we're going to uh, abstain from eating them and then give them to somebody who's in need of donuts. Well, this is, perhaps,
1: but this is all about <laughs> this is all about temptation. This it's, our it's, show, and so that's what we're going to uh, talk about uh, in this episode of the Catholic Cafe, and the reason why is because you know the beginning of Lent, first Sunday of Lent, the uh, the readings that we have. Uh, Just going right to the gospel, uh, gospel according to Luke, and and here we have the temptation of Jesus in the desert. And that's just going to bring up a lot of questions. right, so uh, I'll read uh, from from the words of the Holy Gospel, according to Luke. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit for 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing in those days, and when they were ended... He was hungry. I always stop there. This is like it's like the Captain greatest, uh, yeah, the greatest <laughs> understatement in the history of scripture. He was hungry. You know, I love that. I just love the simplicity of that.
0: He was peckish. I think. That's right, no,
1: no, no. He was hungry. It says right here. The devil said to him, "If you are the son of God, command this stone become bread." And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. Mm -hmm. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. Mm. If you then will worship me, it shall all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, you You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will give his angels charge of you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him. Until an opportune time. Now, so this is like a really cool thing. Now, there's a lot of stuff packed into here that we (laughs) want that we want to kind of uh, bust open. So, the first thing I want to I want to mention something, and that is that a couple of obvious things. One is the Holy Spirit. Right, Jesus was filled with the Spirit, but the Spirit led him into temptation
0: led him to the desert, yeah,
1: so, so the key to this is well, no, no, let him, well, he knew he was going to be tempted, oh, sure, so absolutely, the Holy Spirit led him there, yes, so I want to be clear that you couldn't say that God wanted him tempted mm-hmm. now it doesn 't specifically say that, but I just want to be clear, I just like the Holy Spirit led him there and knowing what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Holy Spirit led him there. And and I think about the Our Father, we say, do not lead us into temptation, uh, but deliver us from evil. And at the end of it, and it's just, there's a, a, a thought there. Now, I'm not, I, I don't want to get into, you know, the philosophical thing like, well, is God cruel? You know, why would God lead us into temptation and things like that? But it does bring up like, why did Jesus have to be tempted? Right? Now, I, I'll, another thing I want to kind of talk about and focus on is th- this whole concept of what we were taught as kids how we prepared for any great conquest, any great thing that we're going to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was going to be some kind of competition, Tom, when you're getting ready to go out and play football. Yeah. I'm sure your mom, Gloria, did not say, hey, don't bother eating breakfast. <laughs> don't, don't, don't pack on the carbs. Don't worry about anything right. like that. Just go out there and just do the best you can.
0: Exactly. No, no.
1: it's like load up. Big time. Right? You need to prepare. Eat a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, when Sam was you know, going to take a test, Mama said, Sam, Eat a good breakfast before you take that test. You know, don't go take the SAT or the ACT or whatever you took uh, to get where you are today. <laughs> you know, uh, high school oh, I equivalency. I had a breakfast. That's oh, deluxe. I, good yeah. for you. A deluxe breakfast. Good for you. And, yeah, yeah. It, and it paid off. It paid off. I'm so happy for you. But the point is, um, you know, we in our humanity – Want to stock up and store up and bulk up and we wanna we wanna work out, we want to prepare ourselves for that conquest. And what does Jesus do? He fasts. Mm-hmm. He empties himself. Wow. So think about that for a second. And it's in, you know, I'm not telling people not to eat before you go take a test. We are human and we need to be sustained, but but the reality is sometimes we look to our bodies uh, and our own wills to get us through things. When in fact, if we give ourselves over to God, right? If we if we totally empty ourselves of that which we think is going to
0: empower us or strengthen us, we're going to find our strength in God. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Christ is fully human and fully divine, and it seems that uh, that the devil is trying to drive a wedge between. His flesh and his divinity, trying. Yeah. To, yeah,
1: no, exactly right, and that's that's why those those particular temptations,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And and it's interesting, I mean, because he tempts him, you know, first with the flesh, right? Take care of yourself. You need some food. Make the turn this rock into a, a loaf of bread. Mmm, wonder bread, you know, right there. You make it into a thing of wonder bread. Wouldn't that be nice? Jesus, wouldn't you like that? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you know what? We're not to live by bread alone. You know, but on every word of the mouth from the mouth of God, it's like okay. Well,
0: oh, and so what he was doing was he was he was feasting on the word of God. That's because, right. He was at that point just choosing to live instead on the word of God and right.
1: quoting the word of God to send the devil on his way. Right. Yeah. And then of course he takes him up, you know, and shows him the world. You could have all this, right? And I'm sure as he looked out on the world, he also saw like a 70 inch, you know, uh, screen, big screen TV you know oled not the cheapy ones the really good ones 4k uh whatever and so you know every materialism mm-hmm. all the stuff you could everything you see could be yours it's like it's like the price is right or the you know the the let's make a deal or whatever you can have all, but what's behind all three doors you don't even have to che- it's all yours mm-hmm. and it's like man you could have all that
0: stuff mm-hmm. And I think that links up, too, to Revelation 12, when the uh, angels who rebelled against the Lord got cast out of heaven. A lot of times we think in terms of, oh, well, they were cast out of heaven and sent to hell. No, they were cast down to earth. And so when the devil says to Jesus, this is mine to give, Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't say it is not yours to give. In fact, when the angels were kicked out of heaven, they took dominion over the earth. Right. And what Jesus is saying is, I am going to take that, but I'm going to take it from you by conquest, mm. by the cross. I'm not going to receive it from you in exchange for worshiping you. That's
1: exactly right. And Jesus, so basically, you know, Jesus was refusing to worship, right? Yeah. He, he, he we're only to worship God, mm-hmm. right? And, and of course, and then of course, the third one is essentially pride. Jesus, if you're the son of God, if you're God, you know, just let everybody know. Walk around with a big hat that says, I am God on it, right? And then the angels will come and just cast yourself off because you know that all those angels are going to carry you. And I suppose they would have. And Jesus knows they would have. But he didn't need to go around, you know, driving the best car in town. Said, hey, look, there goes there goes God. He's got the really fancy car, you know, or, or whatever. He, That's pride, mm-hmm. right? And And he, and he didn't. He didn't need that pride, and of course, after he sends him on his way, you know, it is said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God, with those simple words, then the devil takes off, and he's done, you know? Now, again, there's this question of of why. Mm -hmm. Why would the Holy Spirit lead him in the desert knowing that he would be tempted, right? And, And now there's lots of, we could be philosophers and kind of like, why would God know that he had to tempt Jesus? Of course, Jesus always being the consummate teacher. Right, so what he does is a model for all of us. Right. So in his mm-hmm. refusing to to be tempted to fall to temptation, he didn't refuse to be tempted. He 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 refused to fall to temptation. Right. Right. In um, that way, it models for us our behavior that we we're given the stuff we need to ref, to, to refuse to fall. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. He, he's teaching us uh, in this way, and so there's a and then also I, I guess in a way this is a way to demonstrate to the devil once and for all you have no hold over Jesus you have no hold over God you you don't have any power when it comes to this mm-hmm. which is why he just you know tail between his legs at the end of this mm-hmm. like this great fanfare this all the detail of the of the of the temptations but at the end it says he left
2: mm.
0: you know it's interesting because what we were just saying in terms of the 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 angels being cast out from heaven taking dominion over the earth You know, in the devil's mind, perhaps he was thinking, well, the flesh is my realm, you know, and I can exercise dominion over all flesh, including this flesh right Mm. here. And what he is letting him know, Jesus is letting him know, no, you can't win this flesh. This flesh is owned by God. Right.
1: <laughs> fully God and fully human. Yes. Yeah. That 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 the incarnation again, once again, is so it's so beautiful. And the fact that Jesus would then you know, that God would take on flesh and dwell among us, again, is a, is demonstrative of 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 God being in each one of us and giving us the opportunity to overcome those temptations and not to fall to them. Right? Because Jesus in his flesh is tempted. Mm
0: And we're not able to say, oh, Jesus, you don't know what it's like to be us and deal with temptation. Yes, he does. Yeah, 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 (laughs) Yeah. exactly,
1: exactly right, you know. Now imagine uh, that Mary, being, you know, um, such a a, a beautiful creature, the highest of all creatures, didn't say to him, now eat a good breakfast before you go out, son, you know, before you go get tempted by the (laughs) devil. Um, She knew that where the strength is, right? She knows that the strength is in God Almighty. Right. And mm-hmm. not in those those things of the of the, the created things of the earth. Mm-hmm. right The strength is in God. And so it's so beautiful to see that and again, it, it gives each of us hope. So there's some things we want to talk about though because I, I really want to get into this concept of like, is God being cruel to us? by allowing us to be tempted, right? yeah. Yeah, so we didn't talk about why is it that we seem to be always tempted? And why are we always talking about temptation? Why are things so tempting? Why does God allow uh, temptation? I I, I think a lot like, um, you know, uh, that we live sometimes like, um, you know, a horse-drawn carriage and that little carrot on a stick out in front of the horse, you know, to to cruelly make it walk and go and do things, and it's never going to receive that reward. Right? And so that, that we're tempted, if God keeps tempting, it's like he's, he's always like a foot ahead of us, like with some great temptation that he is, is tempting us, he is leading us on, which I don't think is the case, but it's like, why does he permit it? Right. And that's, and that's really hard for us. So we have a lot to talk about. We're going to take a break uh, before we get into all of that deep philosophical stuff. Uh, before we do take that break, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, uh, hit us up
0: on the Facebook like us on facebook comment on our posts share our posts it's a and also on twitter and instagram as well that's
1: right wonderful and also send me an email i'd love to hear from you deaconjeff at the com. and with that we'll be right back
2: i'm best Zemsky, and this is another great moment in church history It is so good, so sweet, and above all, so beneficial to suffer. These are the simple yet powerful words of Bernadette Subaru, St. Bernadette, the humble, uneducated peasant girl from France who was visited by the Blessed Virgin Mary in 1858. In her 18 visits with Bernadette in the Grotto at Lourdes, Mary never once promised St. Bernadette happiness in this world. And indeed, throughout her short 35 years on earth, This would prove to be true. Bernadette suffered daily. She was raised in abject poverty, struggling to have even the basic needs of life met. She suffered mockery and ridicule from those who refused to believe her. She was ill virtually all of her short life, suffering from chronic asthma, tuberculosis, high fevers, an extremely debilitating and painful tumor in her knee, and even partial deafness. During this constant trial, the suffering saint prayed, O Jesus and Mary, let my entire consolation in this world be to love you and to suffer for sinners. Bernadette experienced all manner of pain and anguish, yet through it all, she remained peaceful, patient, and pious. She never lost her focus on God and living a saintly life. I must die to myself continually, she said, and accept trials without complaining. I work, I suffer, and I love with no other witness than His heart. Anyone who is not prepared to suffer all for the Beloved and to do His will in all things is not worthy of the sweet name of friend. For here below, love without suffering does not exist. One might think that Bernadette would have every reason to give up and lose herself in the pain and suffering she endured. But during one of her visits, Mary did offer a great hope to Bernadette when she told her, I promise to make you happy, not in this world, but in the next. These words of the Virgin offered comfort to Bernadette and gave her a sense of purpose in cooperating with the Divine Will. While many have been cured in the healing waters of Lourdes, it would not be so for Bernadette. She was asked why she herself did not experience the same miraculous recovery. She responded simply, The Blessed Virgin perhaps desires for me to suffer. I need it. I'm Bess Zimski, and this has been another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to The Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we're back at the luxurious corner booth of The Catholic Cafe. I am still Deacon Jeff. Didn't change over the break. And I got Ziggy Rodriguez here and Thomas B. Dorian.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: So we are talking about temptation. We're talking about why Jesus was tempted. We're talking about uh, temptation in general uh, and all those things. And we're kind of getting now into some more serious stuff. Why is God so cruel as to tempt us to allow us I to don't be think tempted? He's cruel. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. I,
0: I, I first one's testing us.
1: Maybe so. So I said, "Wait! I said, you don't jump the gun. Wait. You sorry. have to wait because we're going to talk about something this else is first." Your temptation. First, <laughs> <laughs> patience. I don't have it. I know you're you're messing with me. No, never. Um, you know what? I can just hit this button and the whole thing stops. Awesome. You realize no, that? Continue, don't you? <laughs> please continue. <laughs> I, I first want to talk about like is temptation a sin? Because I know that some people mm. think it is. To be tempted is a sin, and and I've had priests remind me in the past, like, dude, temptation is not a sin. Mm-hmm. Falling for temptation, mm. right? To to lose control and to act on temptation, that is when the sin starts. Mm-hmm. Right, but because a lot of people think like, "Oh, temptation is bad," right? And I want to, I want to, so let's erase that first off because the idea that temptation is bad is not necessarily true, mm-hmm. right? And and I and I and so we're going to get to some of that like now. So now we can go to your your concept that you think God is testing us. I think He's testing us. I think He's building
0: us. When I think of this, I think of like weightlifting. You know, when you weight lift weights, you go through various times where you test yourself. And you're trying to build mm. yourself up more and more. And I think that's what he's doing. Is he's building us up, he's preparing us for something down the road that might be bigger and more. So difficult. the more it's kinda like building up virtue, and, and it builds up your strength, your right. resilience. It builds right. up. I, it
1: reminds me of I was I'm, do, I'm doing a weightlifting program right now. Mm. You start with two pound potato bags. <laughs> you lift the two pound potato. You do it a hundred times. That's a lot. Right then you move up to five pound potato bags. You move to the five pound bags, right? Yeah. And it's like that's gonna work. that's a lot, and then yeah. you go to the ten pound bags, it's killer, a hundred yeah. times, and that's where I am right now. So everybody, if you wanted to join in, I'm in the hundreds. And then if you do, if you do that, the next you actually put potatoes in them, because yeah. <laughs> <So,
0: laughs> you're building up your strength, right? So I, I would do that. Although I, I call them potato bags, potato, yeah, for you, it's a you whole something different. You so you, look. I just,
1: I just, this idea of of, of building up resilience and, and testing. There's something true to that. Now, again, you could probably still claim that there's a there's a cruelty streak in God or something, right? That would that would they would test you, always testing you.
0: Well, I'd like to address that actually. Okay. That this notion reminds I'm remind when we ask ourselves, uh, why would God allow us to be tested? Couldn't He've have- built us better than this and Mm. built us in a way where we get to avoid the temptation. It reminds me of in the Garden of Eden when Adam says the woman gave me the fruit no no it's the woman that you gave me the woman woman that you gave me gave me the fruit and so ostensibly what he's saying you know is oh a fine wife she turned out to be right (laughs) and so it's sort of a way of saying a fine god you turned out to be look how you made me that's right i thought i was fearfully and wonderfully made but it turns out you made me into a sinner this is on you buddy
1: (laughs) oh yes but but again you know at the heart of it uh you know, in addressing that idea that perhaps um, we're being tested, I think that's a good thing. I think the testing oh, is a yeah. good thing. Not only does it it's like, it's like immunizations and things like that; it, it builds up our resistance, right? right? It, ma- it makes us stronger. You know, the old southern or you know expression, "What what don't kill you make you stronger." That's you right. know, and the reality is that it does it does build us up. Uh, but also, if there was nothing that was tempting. Mm-hmm. If there was nothing, if God did not allow evil or, or the temptation toward evil to exist, we would not have free will.
0: Right. Which, which means you don't have love.
1: Like, exactly right. You cannot freely love because you have no choice. Right. And so this idea of of why temptation exists and why God would allow it and why the Holy Spirit might even lead us there. Mm-hmm. In fact it's not cruel. One of the things I love about is, is this reminder that in temptation we are actually reminded that we need a savior. Yes. We're actually reminded that we're human, that we're broken, that we that we're weak. We're mm-hmm. reminded all those things when we're tempted. And, and and God will never let it get too far. I love uh, a lot of times we talk about this temptation and how we're not in control and God is doing this and he's so mean to me and why would he make this so difficult, et etc. et cetera. But then St. Paul, speaking in the first letter to the Corinthians uh, in chapter 10, says this, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength, but with the temptation will also provide a way of escape mm. that you may be able to endure it. There's always a back door. There's always another door. There's always a route that you can take where you can, it's always a choice. You always have a choice in temptation. You are not ever overtaken is what St. Paul is saying.
0: Well, I think in another, another issue is, you know, God can teach us things, but he can't learn things for us. And he, in giving us freedom, he's also given us, um, he's built us to be experiential learners. And sometimes we have to learn ourselves that actions have consequences and grow over time to realize, gosh, you know what? You know, what God's teaching about chastity and purity in relationships, that's not just, a, you know, some set of rule books to take away our fun, right? It actually is, is to help prevent harm happening to others mm-hmm. and, and to help uphold the dignity of, of persons entering into a romantic relationship and to, and to really seek a higher love. Right. And and, and, and and seeking human flourishing in that love. That's what it's really about. But sometimes we have to uh, go through the ringer of making mistakes uh, as well in order to really take ownership of the truth of his word mm-hmm. and, and grow in heart knowledge of the truth of his word.
1: And yeah. also this uh, this gives us an opportunity to receive him in grace. Right. It, when we fall to temptation we can go to confession. I mean there's a remedy. It's it's ready made, it's there, right. and then we re- when we receive the grace that comes to us in confession, uh, it's 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 all the better. At the end of that, it's like it's like you know the the I love you makeup that happens at the end of I hate you, right? You have the argument, you 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 separate and yet you go to reconciliation to be reconciled, right? Essentially forgiven because God is ever merciful and and even St. Paul says to the corinthians that you know god is faithful he will always be there like the father of the prodigal son he will run out to meet you in the confessional and and that is an opportunity to receive him in grace whereas if we had not been tempted if we had not sinned if we had not fallen if we'd not experienced that we, we might still be like the prodigal son in the foreign land you know wasting all the money right right and and not realizing where we need to be mm-hmm. and and that's why and know again it always sounds weird and I know I'm talking to this audience and they're going like wait a second did Deacon Jeff just say it was good to sin I I do say that we we should embrace our brokenness we should embrace our sinfulness we should embrace the temptation and the fact that we're tempted we should embrace that only to say that i know that i can't do it on my own that i can only overcome this with the strength of god that i can that i'm a better person for the temptation i'm even a better person for the sin forgiven right you it know, changes me it makes me grow
0: there's a period once where uh, i just couldn't break out of this one particular sin and i found myself one morning and and just very frustrated with myself and i became frustrated with god and said Lord, why is my faith so weak? And I really felt instantly rebuked by God, where I felt God telling me, "Your faith is grace. Your faith is supernatural. Your faith is strength itself. Your faith is not weak. You're just not relying upon your faith." Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. See, that's beautiful. That's what that's what Saint Paul is saying to the Corinthians. I, I just love this idea that um, with the temptation will also provide a way of escape.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: That you may be able to endure it. It's, there's a door. It's always there. It, we so rarely see it right off the bat. But if we look for it, we'll see it. So in every, sin, uh, every situation of temptation, every situation of sin, every situation where we feel overcome, we're not truly overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, St. Paul says this is common to everyone. Right, we are not overcome because if we look for the door, we're going to find it. And it's not just like I will not eat another slice of that pizza. I will not look at that beautiful woman. Whatever the sin is, whatever the temptation is, whatever's pulling us aside, that's not the door. Is not that? The door is not just turning away. The door is actually seeking. Him seeking God and seeking that faith, seeking that grace, and that door will be there. Whether it's uh, the door of prayer or of adoration mm. or uh, whatever it is, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a phone call to a friend. Say, "I'm getting ready to fall again." Wow, you yeah. know, maybe that's the door. And and the point is, it will not overtake you unless you allow it. That's what it means to fall to temptation, mm. right? You get down on your knees,
0: you fall, uh, and you lose your strength, but you've, you you really freely give it up. And even when we do lose our strength and we fall and we sin, God has a perfect plan that takes all of our sins and all of our mistakes into account. We don't have the, be- the ability to throw off God's plan for our lives.
1: Right. Amen. Amen. So it's really, this is not a story of a cruel God, it's a, a story of a God that is faithful and that loves us no matter what and will stay with us, will stick with us and always give us a way out, especially in temptation. Amen. Sound good? Amen. One Amen. of the things he gave us is a beautiful mother. And we are gonna, we're going to call upon her to intercede on our behalf. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary mother, mother of God, of God pray, pray for, for us sinners, now, now and in the hour, hour of, of our death. death. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at Deacon Jeff